All right, we're live, except that we're not live at all. Just start a podcast like that. Um, all right, so we got, we're, this is our first Zoom call. We're quarantine podcasting today. Yeah. Hopefully the audio is good. So it's, it's Vince here. And Cody. It's the classic duo for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we made the return with episode 42 of the Rescue Swimmer Mindset podcast. This is probably the second time we've done a duo, right? I can't remember. Only this no, is we've done it like at least twice before, I believe. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Two or three. Great. Um, did, you, did you get a chance to see uh, Nathan Feske's podcast? Oh, yeah. I, well, I didn't see the whole thing. I only watched, I watched the first 40 minutes and then I think i just had to go somewhere so i never got back to the end so i don't know how the ending goes i mean i'll have to watch yeah (laughs) and we're we're definitely gonna have so nathan fesky is a rescue swimmer if you guys didn't tune in on the previous podcast he's a rescue swimmer with a lot of cases he did a case in hurricane harvey he had like well a case in hurricane harvey had like 50 cases in hurricane harvey and he also served in detroit with me and cody or cody and i to be polite and uh yeah he, he it was kind of a big jealousy situation with all the rescue swimmers because he had all the cases and, and cases were fairly rare in Detroit. Yeah. Um, like I think he got every case. I remember like he had the best ones too. I don't know. <laughs> did he talk about like the, uh, I don't want to ruin him if he's coming back on, but the one on like Lake Michigan in the storm with the kayaker. No. And you yeah. know who I would like to talk with about that, which is our future guest is Ashley Leppert, um, who wrote the hurricane within. So, yeah. yeah, she she goes into detail in her book about that, and I had some questions. Oh, she was her. the mech on that, yeah. She was a flight mechanic That's to cool. Nathan Fesky's, yeah. yeah, I mean, their kayak rescue case in, in Michigan. Because yeah. that was funny. We would return to the rescue swimmer shop, and we'd be like, oh, there was a case last night? And we're like, who's the swimmer? And I was like, Nathan Fesky. We're like, They're always oh. Nate. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and I think he just pinned on uh, second class. I mean, E5 now, I saw that this morning. So, congrats. Really? That's yeah. Good. Yeah, because I, I didn't actually get into his current status. He only had like an hour to talk, so we're mm-hmm. definitely going to do a part two with him. Yeah, I just saw him on Instagram this morning. So. Oh, well, good for That's him. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, check out that previous episode where we, that was like our first guest uh, episode. So yeah. Yeah. Great. All right, um, let's get into some questions because we, we've been lacking on this a little bit. Um, one of the first questions, which is really entertaining, is, <laughs> is the military going to get you laid which is, <laughs> it's certainly a well, fun where, question to question, talk about where'd you get that question from i got it on instagram so nice yeah. um yeah and because we, we well we ask like podcast questions so um that's definitely one <laughs> to dive into sure everyone it's like the sec like everyone's always thinking that like subconsciously yeah and you don't want to you don't want to like yeah no one wants to ask it and this guy yeah. had the, the the guts to to ask it so I guess let's get into it. Um, is the military going to get you laid? Well, I guess we'll start with a yes or no answer. I guess my, you're going to say yes. Did you, you say yes? Part. No, I wasn't going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to yeah. say no. The military is not going to get you laid. Um, what do you, so what's your it's, answer? For me, it's a hard no. Like if anything, a no. it's a hindrance. Like, yeah. like for sure. It's a hindrance. It's yeah, one of those I, things I think that's like overhyped in like pop culture, maybe like in movies and stuff, but it actually is not, it's almost like you have to get laid in spite of being in the military. Yeah. It's, it's kind of almost a crutch. It's not a crutch. I, I would, I would, I'm oh, going to wow. deny that it's a crutch. I believe if anything, it, it, it's a, it's a good job to have. It's better. I mean, I'd say to, 
to attract a mate, it's potentially better than being an accountant, you know, as far as like the attraction to it. Um, but nevertheless, I, I've always run into those situations where you'll be out say at a bar or just at a social gathering with somebody, say another military person, that's not, you know, a, a rescue swimmer or any kind of elite military job, but, and they'll, they'll try to like, I guess, wingman you and they, yeah talking you up and they're like did you know uh this guy's a helicopter rescue swimmer and you've already been building rapport with this you know significant other or a potential mate (laughs) and this person's like did you know that he's a helicopter rescue swimmer and every time i just go great now i gotta deal with this yeah it's like adding in just like too much complexity you know it's yeah I, i think first of all it comes off as all right this guy's clearly like talking you up and and bragging for no reason there's no need to brag yeah it's clearly a wingman play if someone else does it it's so obvious yeah it's it's, it it comes off like even the person saying it will be like they'll be over the top with it always yeah it ruins it always ruins everything yeah if anything i always come to find that i've often come to find that if you just pretend you downplay your your uh, your job he's like no no you i'm he's just kidding i i mop floors at walmart but I mean, it, yeah. you know, I, I, wop, I mop the crap out of those floors. You should see those floors. They're sparkly clean. <laughs> like whatever, whatever other job, um, just to downplay Pretty much it. anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> Any job really. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. It's then, cause then the other, uh, the other issue is when somebody does that, you, then you just go into the whole, you know, questions and answers rapport thing like yeah, which is it, the worst yeah it's just kind of awkward you're at that point you're just answering questions and you feel like it's an interview yeah and, and you're no longer in that nice flowy conversation it's and then like, like realistically like it's not even fun talking about your job when you're at a bar or something so it's you actually like might lose interest in the person you're talking to because like you don't even care anymore at that point it's like it's yeah, like a, it's a job thing and it's just becomes what, work yeah because and whether you like it or not they're gonna ask pretty it's like the cool classic questions. Question. Yeah. Cause that's what people are curious about. You know, like, Oh, do you have any saves? Do you, um, do you, was, was it hard getting through the training or whatnot? And you're just like, oh, man, I've answered these questions so many times and yeah. I don't know how to answer them. Like, first of all, modestly or, or just without boring myself and whatever you, you just want to like di- divert from that for sure. Um, so no, I would say that shouldn't be your, your uh your reason for joining the military for sure no Uh, (laughs) that said like yeah like we said it's definitely kind of in the back of your mind you know it's like there's rare times when it could like work in your favor but yeah definitely not enough to make it like sway you at all And, and and for women on the other hand that join the military i've I've come to like have discussions about that and they say that men often get intimidated because they are in the military, which is kind of the opposite of, you know, what, what they're um, shooting for. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it doesn't work really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, the military will not get you laid. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but someone else, maybe someone else had a better experience than us because yeah. Yeah, I'm sure cuz uh-huh. I I feel like I I do know some individuals who would like lead off with that somehow and maybe somehow make it. Maybe it depends on where you're at, where you're stationed yeah. or something too. I don't know. Like from my understanding, especially if it with like uh like special forces, like Navy SEALs, they they kind of go they don't go out of their way, but they're very under the table about 
their careers and yeah. and if it, if the subject reason. does get broached they're pretty much they're pretty um smooth at just diverting the conversation in a different direction which, which is way cooler which yeah. is kind of the way to do it yeah, yeah and, and once you build a relationship with somebody then for sure you can have those conversations and and like of course you you want to you know keep them in the loop as to you know what your life is all about but like in the in the whole mating process no <laughs> no and then if you're actually like trying to like it can be hard too because if you're actually like trying to maybe like find a long-term partner you know being in the military is hard because you're moving every four years and not everyone's open to that so in that case it could be even like even harder you know yeah here's my advice with attracting the opposite mate go out and meet the opposite sex or the same sex whatever you're into but go and interact and practice because it's just like anything it's not like riding a bicycle you need to practice (laughs) i was like i was a very shy person uh initially it took me a long time to to be comfortable with you know the opposite sex and that's just something that you have to develop and and get shot down a couple times and uh you know build up and eventually you you get to a point where you feel comfortable and then you can really find somebody that's hopefully special down the road or or whatnot you know totally yeah good advice yeah all right another question um what's the difference between cutters versus land units in the coast guard well that's a nice one yeah that's perfect um because i was on a cutter and Mm. cody was on a a nice small boat at a nice small boat station like just paradise it was great (laughs) yeah um let's start with the cutter this is this is like to me and i i haven't been at a small boat station i've only been on a cutter but to me the big difference is for the most part the cutters you're really going to get more militarized ambiance a really more disciplined kind of structured honestly it often feels like high school because you're just the interactions in between people you're so much in, in like a, a close knit community you're on like a very tight quarters all the time you're always dealing with each other it's kind of that occasional like drama and like talk um it's not a job where you're going home every day especially if you're deployed i was on a 378 so those long cutters you're you're out at sea and usually you're out at sea for two to three weeks without a even just like a two-day port call and then it's just two days and then you're back out at sea so yeah since it's more operational it's not more operational but it's it's constant operations then yeah it it becomes very structured the the command is you know your i guess the the salutes are a very serious thing um like how you address individuals it's it's much more like all right i graduated boot camp that was the military right it's boot camp and then of course it alleviates because you're going to a work environment it's not constantly like boot camp it's the coast guard but it's still very structured um and i say that's different than land units am i correct yeah so well in my experience and from what it seemed like in the key i was in the florida keys all the small boat units were just enlisted personnel so the oic was just a master chief um so yeah it was like definitely more informal and from what i heard like Pretty much like you're working two days on, two days off. Um, on your two days on, you stay at the unit. You stand like radio watch, basically, if you're a non-rate, you know, E2, E3. So you stand like a four-hour radio watch, like one day, and then the next day you stand like another four-hour radio watch. And then you're just like doing like non-rate work the rest of the work day. So you're like 
cleaning bathrooms, you know, like scrubbing the boat, doing all that random stuff. Um, you get like boat crew qualified. So you do like some SAR, which is kind of cool. You do search and rescue. Um, you go out with like a normal team with like some BMs and some MKs. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah. You do some mess cooking. So you do like when you're mess cooking, it's kind of nice because you just work like days. You work mess cooking. Worst. But oh, I've heard it's way boat. better at a small boat station because like you basically come off duty and you just work like the, the like meal schedule. So you work like 6 a.m. to like 5 or something and you go home. So you, and you do it for a week. So it's kind of nice. Um, Actually, yeah, I do remember the hours were at least the hours were way more structured and easier when I was mess cooking or and you didn't have duty. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of nice. And you'd have like a couple off hours. Yeah. In between meals on yeah. the boat. So mess cooking is where we're basically cleaning dishes. Cause you're a lower on the totem pole yeah. type of military person. You gotta, you know, the job's gotta get done. So somebody has got to do it. Uh, and until you get your rate. So the rate of a aviation survival technician, before you get your rate, you get to, um, yeah do anything that they need you to do um and mess cooking was one of those things um but yeah at least you, you had regular hours that was like the nightmare of boat life was totally when, like for me i had like helm and lookout was that a thing on on you guys no we just had a uh, radio watch so you just like talk on the radios and like yeah. listen like if there's like a, ni- a 911 caller like someone like freaking was it channel 16 you know someone's like mayday then we'd respond so it's yeah, kind of cool yeah, yeah. 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 But like one of the things when you're deployed on a boat is helm and lookout, which helm is you're literally driving the boat, but you're not really driving the boat. You're, yeah. you're literally holding the steering wheel of the boat. You are driving the boat, but you're just taking the directions and the angles that the boat needs to take. Cause it's a massive boat. It's 378 yeah. feet. Like you're not like doing cool maneuvers. <laughs> no, well, sometimes, but it's like cool maneuvers. Like, Oh, like yeah. crank it and then oh, crank it. Like, you're like all excited for that too. You're like, yes. A turn. Yeah. I think it was like, I forget how they, the command would go, but like right 30. And that's like, you crank the thing over and it's like, boom. And you're like, but this is not like a, it's not like a jet boat where you're going to like turn, <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. turn and then like, three yeah. minutes later, the boat's going to turn and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, like <laughs> it's like, just like a nice angle. <laughs> yeah. But so that was, yeah. Oh uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, in boot camp we had that that class where it was like all computer generated, but you stood in front of a screen and you just held the helm or whatever, and it was just like you had to pass it though. Remember, it would just like call out signals or like call yes. out different directions. Well, so that, that's what my job. That's was. really cool. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And the other job is is lookout. But for that, just that shift of of watch, if you will, was kind of a nightmare because I think there was one watch. It was called four to eights. And four to eights was not actually 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. It was like, I want to say like you had to get up at 2.30, but you stood the watch from like three to seven, which I don't know if you've ever gotten up at three. Three is the worst time. Like, like you can kind of not sleep until two and then just stay up. But if you go to bed at like, say, 11 or 12 and get up at like 2.30, that's the worst. (laughs) That's pretty bad. (laughs) I don't know if I I recollect well or correctly, but we had to like do that, like say two thirty to seven shift, but then the work day would actually start at like seven thirty, and you had to go to that. Did you go to work? <laughs> you had to go to work for the whole day after that. It was, a, it was br- like, that's why boot camp. That's why I say the similarities of boot camp and being on a cutter are fairly real because the sleep deprivation at times is 
pretty gnarly you're just like oh that my god like brutal. like and you're on lookout lookout just literally looking out and if it's at those hours it's dark out just looking out and if i, I was in alaska sometimes just to just a dude on a post up at the top of the boat standing in the wind oh you're, on, like, you're on a post you actually are i thought oh, you were you're sitting. outside buddy you're outside <laughs> with huge binoculars like what like, like they're like this long right yeah um and you're just staring at, like you're not always looking through the binoculars you're just looking normally but you do like rounds with the big binoculars but you're just up there at the wind just going like i hate this i hate alaska <laughs> oh my God. i thought it was like just staring out like from the cockpit or what is it called what's the freaking called the cabin uh, the yeah i don't know the, the main deck i don't know i don't know yeah but uh, yeah it was it was gnarly and that's insane. Yeah, I think occasionally when, when it was like a super storm and the water would be splashing even all the way up to the towers, they'd be like, all right. like you're just shooking in ice and they're just like, all right, you can, you can come inside. And you're like, oh, thanks. That's so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> you have to wait until they tell you. Or, or I guess if you like had a little scenario, you could be like, could I, could I come in now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, that's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to give another example of like kind of the more militarized setting of a cutter i remember i believe you know i was training to become a rescue swimmer at the time and i had all my pool gear in a big bag and the the halls are they're not the halls what are they called the i don't know not oh, a boat i don't like, even know I, let's say the the boat the hallways of the boat are narrow and i was walking through with this big bag filled with you know water equipment fins and whatnot and it's very narrow and I, I'm just like trying to sneak by and you kind of give priority to whoever's outranking you, which is everyone <laughs> at that point. Yeah, like, uh, and some SK one, I guess I, we clipped each other. I like tried my best to like get my back towards the wall, but I got a massive backpack on and I guess I like slightly clipped his shoulder and I, I was like, Oh, sorry. You know, just kind of whatever. Sorry. I think I said, Oh, sorry. SK one with like a little laugh. And I guess this guy like talk, took it as like me disrespecting his rank and, and laughing at him because I keep walking because I, I thought that was the end of that encounter. And we, I keep walking <laughs> down the hall and I, I hear, Seaman LaPointe, get back over here. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I, 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 I thought he was joking. I turned around because I, I thought it was just being like, a, you know, a, a comedic douche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I go like, what? <laughs> and he goes like, I'm serious. Get over here. And I was like, he's messing with me. And I get over there and he goes like, did you just shoulder check me? And I was like, shoulder check you. I was like, what? I was like, it's a tiny hallway. I'm just trying to get yeah. by it. <laughs> and he goes, get in my office. And then he had like a, like a, like a fucking, like a serious talk where he was like, do we have a problem? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Jesus. That's insane. <laughs> He's like, do you know how many years in the Coast Guard I have? And I was like, more than me. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but sorry. Yeah, Just like, the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're, you're a, a SK1, which is a, a storekeeper, which, what is that? Like an accountant? Like, I guess it's an accountant and like an I, Amazon shopping expert, right? Or something. I really don't, basically. I don't know. The rate. <laughs> I know they like order stuff, but that's about it. I had a friend who was an SK, SK yeah. bull, but that's kind of an interesting job. Like, what do you want to do in the Coast Guard? I want to shop on Amazon, which sounds Basically, pretty fun, actually. But, like, like, but no, you make purchase yeah. orders. and Yeah, you, it, it's a good skill, I guess, if you want to work in government later. Like, I don't know what else you do with that. Uh, I feel like companies need somebody in... Someone to order stuff. It's purchasing. It's called... It's like, in a civilian job, it would be like the person working in purchasing. Yeah, you, you do, do like quotes. Work? You get quotes. 
and stuff like that. Yeah, you always have to get three quotes. Regardless, I got to yeah, buy $10 worth of toilet paper. I need three quotes, though, because the government requires me to have three assessments <laughs> of what the cheapest or most reasonable toilet paper is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy the $11 type. I'm going to splurge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, splurging. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's someone's got to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, cutters sound pretty miserable. Um, small boat stations are probably where it's at, especially for training, right? I mean, yeah, if you're training like two days off every two days, it's pretty legit. Off. Oh, it was nice. F you. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could get, go to the pool. I was on a boat yeah, surrounded yeah. by water, but I'm not getting in that water. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's no. no swimming. You're not swimming in that. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh. Or should oh. we just get to that now? Let's Wait. get to that now. What is it? Um, basically. All right. Um, I saved it. I'm going to pull it up. But basically, um, I think it's made its rounds in the news the past few days. It's this cutter swim call in Hawaii. Um, I don't know where, like what island they're off, but basically the cutter, they had a swim call. I don't know if you did a swim call. Probably not in Alaska, right? Are you guys? No. No, Yeah. yeah. Other, other swim calls. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they're on a swim call and I guess there's someone who stands watch for sharks and they have a gun. (laughs) So a shark... Ours had like M16s, like, so they're, yeah, they're, so a swim call is when the cutter stops and it's very like rare. At least our boat was rare. We only had one on like a three month deployment, but yeah, the the boat stops and then they, you can jump off the boat and just go swimming, which is really fun for morale. Basically they had a, someone, there was a shark that joined in on the swim call and I guess whoever, (laughs) like the ME or whoever's standing the shark watch just started unloading on the shark <laughs> unloading <laughs> rounds yeah oh my god wait so so what I do i pull it up um so you pull up let's see i got it pulled up so it's u.s coast guard shoots a shark shoots at shark okay tell me when you got it yeah i got it all right should we play it yeah, uh, one, two, three, play. All right. <laughs> yeah, so rounds already. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I don't get is why is that small boat there? Is it? It must be from. No, the small boat is lowered from the. Oh. No, from oh, like, no, no, like no yeah. Boat. Well, it's probably a small cutter then. Or yeah, maybe yeah, they're close to shore, so they just had the boat come out and meet them. Wait. No, I think the boats are that big that are on the boat. Like that's we like had, a thirty-three. That's a thirty-three, though. I think that's like a standard small boat. Oh, wait! You, you're saying the ones that are on cutters are usually smaller? Yeah, I think so. they're not like that. I forget. That's like that's like a full-on like thirty-three foot like um, boat they use at the stations. It's like they're heavy too. But maybe they do use them on. I don't even know. I was thinking maybe like the the small boat station sent sent a boat. Out. There's some more shooting. That's pretty cold has evolved because we did not have little. <laughs> Like oh yeah, floaties when we were that, doing that unicorn. Guys <laughs> came prepared, but like that shot, he was wait, so, so close to those people. Yeah, wait. So right off the start of this video, the small boat starts lighting off rounds, but the people were at minute, we're at second. Or sorry, a minute ten, and people are just casually still in the water right now. Yeah, and they're just like, but the whoever shot it from the cutter just like legit almost shot the people in the water. All right. Look at all these chubby folks. Yeah, what are they doing? They look like they're on like a freaking cruise ship going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> also, 
Cell phones are usually not allowed on the cutter, so... That's oh, you probably had a GoPro. I was thinking, like, yeah, it looks more like a GoPro, but who released this footage? Do they sell it to the, like... Like, there's no way, like, the Coast Guard wanted this game. Struggling to get back in the boat. It's actually, it is hard to get on those boats. It but is hard. Still, yeah. It's hard. And especially as a rescue swimmer with all your gear, getting on that boat, you need to be in shape. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a pretty, like, you gotta do it right or you can look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually helps a lot when you have fins because you can kick yourself out of the water a little bit. Oh, the poor little pony floaty is gonna get oh, they're gonna by have the to shark. They're gonna have to shoot it. So did they hit it because rounds usually just kind of that's the thing i don't think they did because i think the at the end of the video off. you see the shark you see the shark swimming off i think they're oh, there he is. yeah oh it's just a little guy yeah, it's a little, it's just a little. It's probably like six to eight feet if right i mean it's not that big yeah that's probably six six seven feet yeah. like yeah it's like a bull or tiger shark that's yeah so that's that's happened that happened the other day um Oh, somebody's yeah. there with the, the rescue rope. Someone's in, I feel like someone's in trouble, though, right? Save your Steve over here. Oh, yeah. Like, what is that for? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like someone's in trouble, whoever released the video. Nah. Uh, no, you know who might be in trouble is the Emmy. So, the, 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 what, yeah. is it, the, the what, what does that stand for again? Maritime enforcement specialist. Yeah, the maritime. I, I mean, I don't know if that's who was on the on the gun though. We're just assuming, right? Or is that who normally would do it on a? On no, a, it could easily be a uh, bosun's yeah. mate or yeah, or, a, or MK or an MK. Yeah, it could be anybody that's it could qualified. Could be a non-rate, right? Like non-rate can qualify on that. I'm sure. I think so. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like whoever started lighting off rounds with everyone swimming around, especially that around through the water, like unless this like, shark is, is literally at the surface, it's yeah. probably not gonna hit him. Oh no um, way. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever started lighting off rounds of just the little, like, just coasties swimming around. That's so sketchy. I, like, I feel like you got to talk to <laughs> You lose that call immediately, right? I mean, you're done. Because, like, you can't shoot in the direction of other guys in the, and girls in the Coast Guard. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, especially for, like, a the shark, like, let's be real. It's, like, not a huge threat. Like, it's pretty low odds of the sharks. It's under them, but it's, like, low odds it's going to attack someone. Yeah, it's just kind probably, of There's probably a higher probability that he's going to, or he or she's going to shoot someone than the shark's going to bite someone. Like, let's be real. I don't know. I don't know if I'd take those odds necessarily, I but, might. yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, last question we, uh, we got is times that we almost quit. So, I, I would assume oh. this is times we almost quit trying to become helicopter rescue swimmers. Um. You got any times I almost quit. Yeah. Let, let me, let me give that a good old think. I like kind of have covered this one like many times. I feel like on the podcast for me. So I, I think I'll just like, if you have got to have a good, you'll one, divert it to me. Great. I might just, unless you don't have one, but I can just go over mine real quick while you yeah. think of yours. Just, just go over it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like it's just one drill week three. Um, NBC. Oh, I've heard this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's been on the podcast. So yeah, I'm just gonna like do the sum real quick. The summary, yeah. like a minute long. Yeah. Basically, NBC Nightly News is there. The instructors are making it way harder because they want to look cool for nightly news, you know. So, also like, it, I mean, week three typically is harder. I think it's like one of the hardest weeks. I would say, as far as like the PT and like water confidence goes, in my experience, and probably mm -hmm. in others. Um, but yeah, we did this drill basically where you had to like like bob and then like go into brick treading back into bobbing and we did it for like 10 15 minutes and i just like suck at brick treading 
so the, it was like just legit, just like me drowning for 10 minutes, not drowning, but like almost drowning for 10 minutes. And I was pretty close to quitting, like very close. But then I was like, eh, it'll probably be over in like a minute or two, but it went on for like 15 minutes, you know? And eventually like, I just like finished it. And like, it was like a non-issue after. And that was like the hardest water confidence show we did. So I was good after that, but I was pretty close to quitting there. I think I've actually answered this too. And my typical answer is like, so when did I almost quit? Every day as in like, <laughs> actually, day. and then I usually correct it to no, every drill as in like every, ex- yeah, every exercise, almost every exercise, like a buddy toe or whatever surface swim, I'm fine with that. But um, every yeah. time we had to go underwater in like kind of a challenging manner, I was like, Oh, and then, and then as I'm like through this grueling water underwater training, I would be like, that's like, why am I doing this to myself? This is, this is not necessary. And then I was like, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to quit after this. Cause I was like, it just, it just, it's too socially awkward to quit mid drill. Cause I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to be like, I quit, you know, like just interrupt the drill. It just, it, Oh yeah. You're it, like, cause it, you're like, yeah, that's so totally true. <laughs> I was like, it's going to break up the flow of the exercise. I don't want to be that guy. Like, well, <laughs> I do that cause it's going to get easier. Cause if you quit, then they're going to stop the drill. You're going to get out of the pool and then they're going to be like, okay, get some water. <laughs> yeah, they would. Right. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, they, 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 like make an example of you, like look at the point. <laughs> exactly. So and cool. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. It's too socially embarrassing. So I'll just wait yeah. after this drill. And every time after the drill, they'd, I'd be like, well, and like, now's my time. And now right. I would be like, well, let me, let me see what the next drill is. And then they'd be like over unders. It's like, like easy. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll do that. But after yeah. the over-unders, mark my words, I'm going to quit so hard. <laughs> and then the over-unders would be done. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to quit now because it's like, why? And then every day this cycle would just repeat itself. Um, totally. But actual concrete like moments where I think it came close. Yeah, I'd say like week three or so. Luckily, like you reminded me, yeah. Uh, luckily other people were quitting and interrupting the drill because <laughs> nice. those like, yeah, those buddy bricks, like, or, or actually I, I've talked about this. One of the, uh, other airmen passed out while doing the buddy, uh, buddy brick. So I had to right. bring him to the side of the pool and that, oh, that's like a nice break actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like I out. saw him yeah. pass out, I brought him to the back to the side of the pool and then they took him out. They had to bring him to medical. Right. And then they interrupted it basically cause they're like, all right, people are passing out. We'll do it another time. Yeah. Um, so, we'll uh, time. yeah. So, <laughs> so luckily I'd say like in the buddy brick, other people were quitting or passing out, which helped me not quit. Right. And another moment I would say was, the one man. So the one man multi is where you have to, you know, really, I'd say it's one of the hardest tests, even like after that, cause they really go hard on the combative survivor or non-compliant survivor that they're, they're just, that's really the one where they're going to work you hard. They're going to give you the most unrealistically pain in the ass <laughs> survivor to deal with. Um, so that, that was like, that was definitely one of the times where I almost quit, not during the practice drills. Cause I, I actually nailed the practice drills. There's three of them, right? You have to do the one man three times. So it's a nightmare right. the first time it's a nightmare the second and boys in a nightmare the third time, but I nailed them. I did really well on all of them. Then they like, they gave me like good feedback, good, you know, well done. Like you're, you're going to do just fine. 
But then when it came time, it was right before Christmas. I was lucky. I got a Christmas break. It was right before Christmas. And it was now was time for the actual one man test before it was okay. three practices, which the practices are the same as the test, but it is, now it's the time for the test. And I was just, I think I, I jumped out of the tower and I was already in the mindset of like, dude, I'm over this. This is redundant. Yeah. I've done this three times before. <laughs> like, annoying at this point. Yeah. And like, I yeah. remember like, just like get trying, you know, doing the checks and trying to get that, that battle survivor to the basket and being so over it and my legs were giving out and numbing out as they like had before. And I was just, I was just, I didn't have the mental desire to do this again. (laughs) And I remember I started sinking, like we started going under because of the combative. This is like at the last part where you're like going back to the, you're just trying to get him back to the basket, the end of the test, but we started sinking and I was like, Oh no, no, no. (laughs) And my legs are just not like cooperating. And I was just, I remember looking to the surface and I believe like jingle bells came on. It was like, nice. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I was like, man, Christmas is going to suck if you don't get this guy to the basket right <laughs> yeah. now. Cause, cause you'd have to retest after Christmas and like, oh, that yeah. so you wait, over like you. was it like a week? You'd like, you'd I think like it was a week, week or two. It was That's a long same. time. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just being like, I can't, I can't live with myself like over Christmas if I don't get this right. guy to the basket. And just, I had that like Christmas song or jingle as I was just swimming him back to the surface and got, got a baddock in the basket. But yeah, I would say when I was like underwater for a good portion of time, uh, that was like th- definitely one of the times where I was going to pinch. Cause I was like, I'm just, I'm over this. This is yeah. so like monot- not monotonous, but like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty legit. Any other questions that we got for questions? Let's see. Did you have any more podcast questions? Like, not that I found. Like Instagram? No. no. Do you? Um, I'm not seeing any right now. Let's see. Oh, wait, here's one. Any advice for training without a pool? I live almost an hour from the closest pool. I always say oh, for dude. that, you know, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Or let me no, go you, first. You, you, you go. Yeah. Um, like I always say for that is just work on what you can because you can't supplement a pool as far as like training water confidence and speed in the water goes. So just work on things that you're that you suck at that aren't pool related. So maybe just like work on getting faster, or like getting better at your PT stuff like that. Cause you can't really supplement pool stuff. Like you can do like, you know, like those, like, I guess hypoxic workouts, you know, but it's not the same. Certainly uh, help. Um, yeah. yeah, you can, you can do active like physical activities while holding your breath, but that's not the same. That's not yeah. The same also. Yeah, definitely yeah. work on that. Training mental toughness. That's, pretty easy Ooh. that's what we do that's our job no, if you want to actually start training mental toughness you should read the book rescue summer mindset and then go from there because and then we also do a ton of other stuff about like we write blog posts on that a lot of the podcasts will help you stuff like that yeah that's actually one of the topics i'll talk about with uh, nathan fesky the rescue swimmer yeah but he what the tricks he personally would use to you know com- compartmentalize and just keep that you know gritty attitude through his training and through his uh, rescue cases because he certainly needs it yeah so that's definitely a, a good topic and and that is like it is a good portion of the training is is mental i don't again i'm gonna i'm not gonna get into this but i don't quite believe the whole 80 percent physical or mental 20 percent physical because you gotta right. be in good physical condition to have the luxury of saying that but um yeah there's certainly a big aspect of it that's that's mental so totally 
Cool. What do we have in the future? Uh, I want to talk about like the future of this podcast. The future uh, of the podcast? Yes. A couple okay. next guests. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have one of my colleagues from college, Casey Smith, who's well-educated and uh, keeps doing a lot of research in the nutrition realm. So okay. I want to kind of dive into the topics of how you should eat and and what you should intake, especially for actually, I want to talk about the Navy SEALs and just because they're going through a lot of cold water training. See, so, the thing with theirs, the thing with theirs is, is the, they have to eat at the galley. Um, yeah. So are you saying like within the restrictions that they have? Yeah. There, there's still choices. Right. And like, I don't and, see that's the thing I, we'd have to, it'd be nice if we can get someone on here. That's like been through buds, you know, on the yeah, podcast. Anybody, if anybody's listening in that knows somebody that uh, is a risk swimmer or uh, sorry, uh, a, a Navy seal, please hit us up or and then we'll seal retired. Yeah. Cause yeah. that would be a good one to have because yeah, cause that comes with certain restrictions, but anyways, nutrition. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I, I do want to dive into the nutrition cause the thing with buds from my understanding is you still have access to, to like your own personal assets and whatnot. So you can go shopping for your own food, which and definitely at summer school, like you can do yeah, all that. You can as well. So, and I think a lot of these elite military schools, it's no longer, it's no longer boot camp. It's no longer, um, it's, you're not usually there 24 seven. So you, yeah. you get access to, you know, bettering yourself. And a part of that is your nutrition. So we're going to get Casey Smith on here in a couple of weeks. And uh, I was supposed to have Ashley Leppert, who is a flight mechanic. She served in Hurricane Harvey and served with us as a flight mechanic in Detroit. So she's got a tremendous book. If I know we've mentioned it, but check it out. It's called The Hurricane Within. So we'll have her on. And I really like her book because she gets into the details of like hoisting and, you know, basically interacting with rescue swimmers. And it's really cool in her book. I'm going to dive into it with her. But she talks about how she actually got in the water in Hurricane Harvey. Do you remember that? Oh, part? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's really cool. So <laughs> I won't say more, um, but that's really rare that a flight mechanic who usually stays in the helo got in and kind of, in a sense, deployed and 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 got out there and and you know yeah. helped out. So that was really cool. That's sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we're also going to have another colleague of mine, Ryan, who is basically training helicopter rescue swimmer airmen. So that one's going to be a little more niche, but we'll, hopefully we'll just talk about, um, he's a very good like trainer and, and slash coach. So we'll talk about like training methods, but also yeah, he's got all the updates basically, right? About yeah, the whole so, so that's why I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's a little niche. He's going to also give us all the specs, all the requirements, all the times that you need currently to become a helicopter rescue swimmer because we've been out for a little while now. We don't yeah. exactly know the updates. Um, so tune in for that. That's going to be Ryan coming up in, yeah, I don't know. That one might be in like a a month or, or, or so. Sweet. Um, That'd be a good one. Yeah. Also, um, if you haven't noticed, I'm currently in Canada, eh? Yeah. Yes. I'm We're a, international now. International. <laughs> international. <laughs> so I'm also going to be developing, uh, I, I'm getting into the film production realm and that's what I'm doing here. And I do have a small film production company that, which I'll be ramping up in the near future. And that's called Wildertainment. So if you guys haven't checked that out on my Instagram, Wilder, like wilderness, but Wildertainment. Um, so check out Wildertainment. And what I'm going to start like combining onto the podcast is basically what we haven't talked about is our job was aviation survival technicians. So I'm going to cover kind of the survival 
part of aviation survival technicians. So what we're going to cover is more like outdoor adventures, but in kind of in predicaments that required survival techniques or where, you know, life was at stake. Um, so you had to survive. So it's going to be short stories. The podcast is probably going to be a little shorter because I'll usually do interviews with a guest or myself or whoever wants to tell a story, but it'll be approximately 30 minutes just telling one of these kind of outrageous stories of a survival situation. So is that going to be a separate podcast? Are you going to be putting it on? I'll put it, I'll put it on our, uh, I'll start it on our podcast. Um, and what you guys can look out for is uh, I'll probably proceed the title of the podcast with Wildertainment. So you know that those are going to be kind of those like more niche, uh, podcasts. So, and that's also kind of a good variety. If we have any outdoor enthusiasts, uh, as you guys know, Cody's into trail running. I'm into, uh, rock climbing and kind of mountaineering, ice climbing. So, you know, that's the kind of another aspect of our life. So we can, we can kind of talk about that and, and yeah. kind of diversify a little bit think keep things interesting and, and widen our range of, of viewers here. So, uh, look out for that again. Those will be like the wildertainment episodes. Those will come up in a, in a couple of weeks too. Um, cool. You want to talk about our new programs? Um, yeah, we'll kind of go into that. I guess before we, yeah, we'll talk about the newest program. So, um, it just came out on Monday. It's called the 60 day mindset transformation. Um, basically I'm writing the whole course. Um, it's going to be like a Monday through Friday weekly thing where I send you a weekly, like action, I call it like an action plan, but basically what it is, is like a little, like a daily agenda almost of things that you're going to have to do during the day. There's a workout in there. There's different like kind of mindset building tips. So week one, we're focusing on visualization, which is just a way to practice. You know, I use visualization and I talk about it in the book, risk your mindset, basically use it to prepare for an upcoming like big event or something. So what you do is you go through, like if you're doing the one man say, you know, you know exactly what to do in their one man. So what you'll do is sit down the night before or the morning of, or maybe in the locker room before you head out and you just go through in your mind and just basically run through the test in your mind. And there's some steps that go along with that that are nice to have to kind of give your like, just to give yourself like a little structure. So I go through those in week one um, and then have a few like different um, like practice sessions with that. And there's workouts, like I said, and then there's like a couple other things, but that's week one. We're going to go eight weeks. So you can hop in that at any time. It's only a dollar for the first week, basically. So you pay a dollar and see if you like it or not. So basically if you like it, you'll just get charged like whatever, I think it's 1250 per week. Um, and then if you don't like it, just cancel before the, the next week and I'll just take you off and you can train by yourself. There you go. So, just cancel it y'all. Shit. Yeah. It's just a cancel dollar. It. It's a dollar. It's like, free. it's a dollar. Yeah. So if you want to do that, you can just go, go get that. It's a dollar. Like, and that that's on our site, risk Storm mindset. Yeah. It's on risk Storm mindset. It's in uh, under products. So you can just see it there. It's a dollar. Uh, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. Yeah. We had a couple of people set up this morning for it and they paid a dollar. So they're yeah, really going to have good feedback too. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see if you like it, you know, you can just keep going then it's only $12. So it's still pretty cheap. It's like the same price as a freaking Chipotle. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people got to pick between Chipotle and, and getting yeah. better and training better. I mean, I would pick. It, well, it depends I'm on if you get guac. <laughs> <laughs> definitely try to get better here. So, um, yeah. What else? What else? Oh yeah. You know, um, the rescue swimmer or RSM guy, I'm so sorry. What is it? RSM's uh, training circle on Facebook. Yeah, People yeah. are really kind of growing this thing. Uh, it, it's been, it's been going well, check it out. Basically everyone's yeah. just kind of getting together and 
that you don't have to be a risk swimmer. You can be a Navy SEAL. You can just be somebody training as like an athlete. You can be anybody yeah. that's just training physically. We're kind of geared more towards the water though. Um, so go on there, go on the group, join it. You got to answer questions. We got to approve you. You just got to request to join. We got to approve you. Yeah, we just want to yeah. make sure you're legit and training for something. We like, don't want, we don't want what you're training for. We just want to make sure you're up to something like not just sitting around on Facebook, um, trying to creep on our profile. Like yeah. we're trying to get the, get the hardcore like guys are going after it guys and girls yeah, you gotta be vip so. to get into this group vip it's very yeah. exclusive i think we have around 70 members now so yeah and yeah, we also and don't cool. want to yeah it's like people are just posting kind of like saying what they're up to they're saying where they're from so if people are in the same area as it gets bigger it'll be nice because you know people in the same area will kind of see each other and maybe train together yep so if you're a navy seal air force pj whatever just an athlete just an athlete an athlete training <laughs> go on there and just share your knowledge. We're just kind of sharing knowledge as far as like pool training, water training, water confidence, whatever, oh, uh, push up sense. improvements, but that military type of, of PT. So um, yeah. get on it. So again, that's uh, RSM training circle on Facebook. Yeah. Um, also, if you like the podcast, go leave a rating and review on the Apple page. Um, we're getting, I think we have like 49 reviews or 51 or something mostly five star. So that'd be nice to get some yeah, more, you know, the rating reviews are nice. Cause I think it helps with kind of like the Amazon or Apple kind of likes to see more five star ratings and they'll kick your show up and like oh, promote it to more people. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, go leave that rating review. If you like it, if you hate it, don't just don't go on the page Just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I, did I even mention that I'm recording this? This is on YouTube people. We're oh, on yeah. you. This YouTube. podcast is YouTube right now. Yeah. We got mics. We, and this is because you guys donate to the podcast. So yeah. help you support the the podcast, you know, avoid these advertisements. Cause you know, if, if, as the podcast is growing, you know, we need your support to keep it going without these advertisements, hopefully. Um, yeah. The big goal long-term, you know, we want to start getting like lots of guests on. It'd be cool to have more swimmers, more people, like even just like military guests, you know, in general. So more people have been through buds, you know, pararescue men, um, all that stuff. So yeah. So donate to the podcast, help cover our overhead and help make this podcast better. 20% goes to the Coast Guard organization for families that in need. So again, you give us a dollar 20 cents goes to the organization. So it's good. You're helping charity. You're helping us out. Come on, help us out. You cheap fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Again. Last thing, this is just like a little I guess like public service announcement. If you're a Navy rescue swimmer or know a Navy rescue swimmer who'd be interested in coming on the podcast, just like send us an email, rsmguide at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram, whatever. Cause we'd like to get a Navy rescue swimmer on here. It'd be sweet to have because a lot of the training, you know, overlaps. It doesn't all overlap, but it is good to like, and we have a lot of people who follow us that want to know more about that. So it'd be great. Nice. Yeah. I think I might actually have a connection with that too. So I'll look into that as well. But yeah, please help us out with that. Um, make make connections. You know, we're basically a community. So, you know, Navy SEALs, Air Force PJs, somebody, if you know somebody, if you are somebody that's, you know, interacted with that, hit us up and hopefully we can get you on this podcast. So yeah, yeah that'd be cool. All right on. Um, is that it for today's episode of the Rescue Swimmer Mindset? I think that wraps up the podcast. Great. Um, how do we end this thing again? Um, what'd you do last week with Nate? I didn't. I just ended it. Oh, but let's nice. do the classic. <laughs> okay, I think that was good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use that one. <laughs> All right. 
All right, All tune right. in next time. See you soon. Bye.